Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Warning. This episode contains foul language. Mudwalker Productions presents This Is Us. Alright, welcome back to our third and end-of-season cast AMA. I'm Duke Mudwalker, creator and writer of Raising Hope, and I am joined with... Jennifer Johnson. I play Julie. Oh! Journey! Again, Journey! <laughs> Journey! That's awesome. You're gonna have to keep it in there. <laughs> Here's Julie. Here's Samantha Feltz as Julie. Uh, Joshua Johnson, I play John and Harris. Andrea Carnegie, I play Sarah. He threw me Perfect. off. <laughs> all right, thank you guys for all being here. I I appreciate you all so much. <laughs> Even Jenny snorts, which have to stay in. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't. I'm not going to edit this one. This is raw. This is us. Episode three. All right. Just to start off, we want to give a huge thank you to our very first patron member, Matthew Keaton. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks, Matthew. From Sam, Julie. My favorite patron so far. 100%. We love him much. Keaton's the guy. He's got a lot of questions for us, too. It's like this guy's got a killer last name and the first patron. Wait, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. his last name's Keaton. Do we have his first name? Matthew. Matthew. I'm sorry. I'm slow. Matthew, we really appreciate you, man. Yeah, and he does ask some good questions. Can I ask one question to him? Are you Batman? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to jump right into the questions that we got. So from Fire311 on Twitter asked, what was your favorite episode to record? So I'm going to start and then we'll go around the circle. I think for me, my favorite episodes are a tie between 11 and 12, just for the fact that everybody had so much that they had to do and you guys really took charge and really acting out these scenes and for me it was really fun to hear that progression i mean i guess i go with episode 12 because i remember that best it's fresh in my mind <laughs> i like getting shot that was fun <laughs> Great. i think that sounded really good too <laughs> Uh, uh, well, Julie over here thinks that, yeah, I'm going to second what Journey Jenny said, uh, about getting shot, being blown up by the RPG. That was, 
I had to literally throw myself against the pod wall probably about seven times because I tried it three or four times without doing that. And I just, it didn't feel right. I couldn't get it. And I was like, I have to be in the moment. <laughs> and being in the moment apparently was repeatedly throwing myself against a wall and, yeah. and the, it worked. So that was, that was my favorite. I think that was, I think that was a lot. I think that was 11. That could be actor abuse. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to note that I think that it's great that we call it a pod. So that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. What did she um, call it the other time? It was like pod lab. Yeah, something. Yeah, it is pod, pod lab. lab. Yeah. I call it the pod lab. <laughs> so um, I think I'd, I'd second the, the same with them is that when I have to do more to get my acting to come out, it makes me feel like it's the funnest because it like the same thing, like the one where I'm like, just die, you know, that I really had to give that. It almost made me laugh doing it, but it's like, you're holding the guns up. And then also, um, having to bring in Harris, which is really hard for me. And it's like, I keep messing up the voice, but I think we are going to perfect it. But just again, just having to put that effort into act is my favorite part. Right. And you had to like run in place. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Or, or with Harris, that last one, when I'm yelling back at, uh, uh, Jonathan, what's his name, character's name? Ethan. Ethan, yeah. I had to get down below the microphone and yell. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> uh, Sarah? Um, my favorite episode to shoot was also the worst one, was the one I had to do, like, a half horrible Australian accent, just because, um... Uh, it's, it's, uh, not embarrassing. That's not the word. Awkward, maybe. <laughs> um, but I love being pushed outside my comfort zone like that. So I think that was probably one of my favorite ones. Anytime I have to be outside my comfort zone is fun for me. <laughs> All right. And then the second question, uh, Travis Link on Facebook asked, how do you start an audio drama, like getting the right setup and getting the work out there? Well, to start, you basically just need to not be afraid to write your story and get it out there. And at that, don't be afraid to ask your family if they want to become voice actors with you, which honestly, that's one of the funnest things. And then for equipment, you just need some decent mics. Like right now, we're talking on some Movo mics, which are really good for doing uh, cast interviews and discussions like this. But for production, I use cardioid, uh, cardioid Dynamic Podcast Mic from Rode that gives really good, clear quality. So... Something like that would be perfect, and then a nice little interface like the Scarlett 2i2, and at that, you can use Anchor, you can use Acast, just those are the good spots to get your podcast out there, and don't be afraid to do it. And sometimes you just need a really good sister-in-law that gives you a $100 gift card to go buy some mics. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You just got to kind of dive right in, right? Because remember the first episode. Horrible. Uh, yeah, it was really hard to hear because Just, you don't have the money for the quality. One. Make make something that you are proud of, first of all, and don't worry about, you know, what other people are going to think at first. Just make sure you're proud of it. That way and you know, the, it gives you the um, courage. Kind of adding on to yours. Fuck was, everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was the mics, the equipment's big, you know, you don't want to sound like you're recording in your garage, um, but... The one that you said, just do it, is is kind of a big one for me because it, it sounds so cliche and funny to me. But when I say it, tell people, it's like the difference between someone who succeeds and does things is doing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really right. is that simple. And to throw just a stupid cliche <laughs> saying and on top of, like, to, to second what you're saying is, it, one of my favorite sayings has always been, um, nobody wants to write, but everybody loves to have written. Yep. I like that one. That's a good one. All right, so we're going to go on to the Discord questions. And I know you had a hard time pronouncing this one, Sam. Fluidic Oak 
asks. It's not <laughs> no, it's no, it's fluidic. <laughs> fluidic. I'm pretty sure it's fluidic. Fluidic oak asks or fluid. Write in and let us know. Yeah, yeah. Pronunciation. No, Just give us give us a breakdown of how you want us to pronounce it, because we'll make sure we correct that for yeah, you. Yeah, but I'm gonna assume it's fluidic oak. Why no kiss? And I'm assuming that one's for Journey. Oh, uh, because. Brian hasn't found a toothbrush this whole apocalyptic <laughs> uh, thing. No, I think she's she's gone through a lot. Uh, she lost her husband. She lost her son. And that's pretty fresh. That wasn't that long ago when she found Brian. So I don't think she's going to dive on into a romantic relationship or so, kissing anybody. <laughs> so maybe maybe why no, why no kiss? Maybe that maybe Journey would feel a bit guilty at this point in her life mm-hmm. if there was a kiss. Mm-hmm. She kisses Hope. Oh, yeah. There you go. There was a kiss. See, you just missed it, dude. (laughs) Uh, Good question. Matthew Keaton, the guy who has great questions, how long do you plan to wait to release season two? Um, Well, for right now, we're going to be taking a couple month break just so we can get season two script as far as possible and start producing the episodes. That way we don't have a massive wait time like we did with season one. And then at the same time, we're also trying to increase our funding to get better equipment to be able to have everything recorded in scenes instead of individual lines. Yeah, it would be nice. I actually had a dream last night that we recorded all five seasons in one year. (laughs) It's <laughs> weird. And maybe a bigger booth, too, because maybe someday we'll we'll give you guys a sneak preview of what the booth that we're uh, recording in now. It's a little claustrophobic. <laughs> what is it, like, three by three? <laughs> um, Sunny says, will Journey die at one point? Sunny, it would be uh, Julie's daughter, uh, oh actual daughter in real life and she asked the real tough questions i just think we we need to address that everybody you know i mean eventually does (laughs) she's gonna get old someday (laughs) okay uh we got fluidic oak again oh well this is my turn fluid dick oak (laughs) uh so i'm sorry i'm i'm trying to learn how to read here just give me a second how many seasons are planned with the old guy clint question mark show up uh show back up backstory in i'm so sorry i'm gonna oh i think he has to do that again i'm gonna do that again yeah 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 how many seasons are planned with the old guy clint to show back up um backstory on hope prior to the ultimate untimely demise whoo i can't read fluidic fluidic oak uh, but I think that that's a question for Mikhail because I don't know how many seasons are planned with the old guy, Clint. Uh, but we really, really hope that it's going to be all of them. I think that's I think everybody two loves separate him. questions. Yeah, yeah. How many seasons questions. are planned? So and how many seasons old guy are planned? Clint? How many seasons are planned? Oh, no, there's not. That should be a period. Yeah, how many seasons are planned? Will the old guy, Clint, show back up? Backstory on hope prior to the untimely demise. Okay, so question mark. So for the seasons that we have planned, I originally had six seasons planned, but with some of the issues that we've had with some of the voice actors, uh, we kind of had to change the storyline a little bit. So we're still planning to have five seasons, but hopefully if things change, we might have that sixth season coming back. And as for Clint, that's kind of up in the air. 
Well, and one thing that you guys kind of have to understand about the voice actor behind Clint is he actually is Clint. He lives salt, pretty solitary off the grid. Uh, he lives up in the top of the mountains a little bit even more than us. And sometimes it's hard for him to get in and out of his road, especially during the winter and during spring breakup. So that's kind of put a wrench into Mikhail or Duke Mudwalker's uh, process because he kind of had to, you know, Cameron and Clint, Cameron kind of had to disappear for a while, but that's just because uh, Corden, who plays Cameron, was actually literally snowed in at the time. He could not come off his mountain. So... And uh, back to my, uh, Matthew Keaton, almost called him Michael. Uh, how much hardship can Brian take before he tries to resort back to his old ways of being alone? Oh, that one's uh, it's kind of a loaded question there because it honestly would be the destruction of the group of Sandpoint. Like the biggest one would be if anything ever happened to Hope, he wouldn't be able to cope with that. And at that, he's done. She Which is, is his under- hope. Yeah. Yep. It's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah have kids, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, next question from Sir Pantsalot, which is the best name ever. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, I like didn't think of it. Too. Um, is what were the biggest issues slash highlights you had while producing season one? These There's three questions, so that's the first question. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest... Uh, Issue that we had for production of season one was occasionally we ended up having issues with the equipment that I was using. So I ended up having to buy new equipment, like a new desktop for recording because my laptop fried on me. And then at that point, I lost all the voice files for seasons, uh, episodes one, two, and part of three. So that's why I can't really go back and make adjustments, but I did adjust volume levels to where you can kind of hear what's going on now and then i think the biggest highlights have honestly just been watching the family act out all these characters and really get into it which has been honestly really fun for me uh second question what was the process of coming up with the ideas for characters slash were any inspired i can't read either it's okay (laughs) um were any inspired by real life people all of you guys sitting here, that's my inspiration was, huh, I wonder what our family would do in a zombie apocalypse. And if you become our second patron, maybe we have some clips of us and you can get a little... <laughs> you'll get a little special yeah. sight into... <laughs> you'll see the ac- you'll see the actual chaos of what's actually behind it. It's, it's pretty chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> um, question three, which character does each cast member relate to the most? So let's start. Uh, well, starting with me, I believe I actually do relate more with Brian because I am a very big recluse and I didn't really want to come off the mountain or really get out. But yeah, now that I have my family and they're really inspiring me to do all this, like I'm really coming out of my comfort zone a little bit, which is kind of like Brian and how he's growing right now. Like, So I think that one's the one I can relate to the most. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> well, we can come back around the circle. Yeah. You. <laughs> I think that Clint would definitely relate, you know, Corden Baker would relate to Clint, like Sam said. Right. Well, yeah. And we can't cause, for him because Corden, in my opinion, Corden Baker, which here up in the pod lab, we call K-Dog. He, uh. Or Bullet Daddy. Yeah. Um, uh, I would, it's weird, but I would say that at least in my 
life and background. And I, I think that maybe Journey, Jennifer, and John, Joshua might relate to this because, spoiler alert, we're all siblings. Um, <laughs> I think that a lot of us actually relate to the character of Clint because we kind of, we really grew up reclusive. We grew up on the top of a mountain. We were all homeschooled. Uh, so we kind of relate to that character, I think, in our, in our souls. But if you, like, the audio, uh, the, um, commentary and everything of each character, I think that Mikhail did do a really good job. I think that we, um, I think that we do on, on a surface and even maybe deeper level actually relate to our own characters. Like, I do think I really relate to Julie. I can't speak for them, but I do think that John really, or that Jenny, Jennifer Johnson really relates to Journey. I think that Joshua Johnson probably really relates to John. And I definitely feel like Andrea Carnegie really relates to Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I would agree with that. You know, because the characters were based after ourselves, um, I kind of try to relate as much as possible to John as if it was really happening, if I'm actually in the, you know, a zombie apocalypse in this town and that, and that kind of stuff. So, um I wish I had more input for that question, but you know, the characters were kind of based around us and we have to put ourselves into interacting and, and, and feeling like that character so much so that we have better acting. Cause obviously mm-hmm. we're not professionals. So, I mean, it mm-hmm. helps our acting on top of relating. Right. And John's the one running around fixing everything. Like he John fixes Johnson. the fences. He, yeah. He, he's, which, yeah. Which, which that's, that's very real. structural, in, uh, structural integrity inspector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which really relates to Josh, yeah. Joshua Johnson. Um, I feel like I relate a little bit to all of them. I mean, I'm a bit of a loner recluse like Brian and Clint and uh, <laughs> a bit of um, uh, kind of a, a, you might say like a take charge kind of a person when it comes to family like yep. Journey and uh, and uh, someone of leadership quality like um, Julie and, and uh, John's weird and <laughs> <laughs> you're happy to be like mediator you'll get in there and be like hey everybody listen yeah, yeah. and uh, i relate to sarah in that um you can tell that she really wants to be out where everybody else is and 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 be helping and fighting in that battle with everyone and she feels kind of helpless just back there taking care of hope but she knows that's where she's needed most mm-hmm. and she lo- she enjoys spending time with her so that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. I want to just say really quick, um, if you guys hear this weird clinking noise in the background, that's my my bracelets, and I'm going to take them off right now. All right. Sir Pantalot asks again, will there be more crazy infected types? I kind of want to let Journey take the reins on this one. You're the one who explained the different types in the show. Yeah, but my, me and my memory um, doesn't work great. How many types have we come across so far? Bloaters. Yeah, there's four. There's four types. Walkers. So there would be a fifth type, but... Oh, I think they're probably... Yeah, okay. The Um, spitter ones, right? Yeah, the spitters, right? And they they blow up and then eventually infect everybody. Yeah, the poppers. (laughs) Um, But I think the next one will be real, real fast, possibly, which could be the most terrifying uh, zombie. You know, and maybe we'll go maybe. really out yeah. and give him wings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Wings. Probably not. Probably not. I do have to say that in season two, we will have some new monsters showing right. up, and we don't want to give too much because yeah. you got to be suspense. Yeah. We're, we mm-hmm. we're not trying to spoil. No anything. spoiler. It's up in it here. could be wicked crazy. <laughs> 
All right, and then Sir Pancelot asks again, uh, what techniques or tricks do you use when voice acting your character, such as getting yourself into a certain headspace or just pretending to be an old guy that smokes a pack a day? You throw yourself against a wall if you have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for that one, for me, I it's really easy for me to do it because I can pretty much see everybody in my head and how the story goes. So getting into character for me is just like playing in my imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a vivid imagination. So I see everything when I'm doing it. So it's like watching a movie in mm-hmm. my head. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, and I think that I really just try to feel more natural so I can kind of know when I am in character because when I respond as you're giving me um, lines because we'll go back and forth, um, I can hear when my character kind of relaxes and I feel like I'm imagining the character. Um, As far as Harris goes, I just, uh, what's, what's his name? Je- Dean Morgan. Uh, what's, what's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Je- uh, yeah. That's, that's just who I imagine when I'm doing Harris. So he went to high, he went to high school with our mommy. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No, not, not Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No. Jeffrey Dean no, Morgan. He, he, he's, he's, he's talking Mufasa. about James Earl Jones. James oh, Earl Jones. Uh, but, well, but I wasn't wrong. Jeffrey Dean Morgan did go to school with yeah. our mom. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, a little fun fact. Yeah. A little fun <laughs> fact there. <laughs> it does remind me of James Earl Jones. Yeah. So, and then I think about just, you know, him being, a, him being like a pastor in a zombie apocalypse. Like, you know, I just imagine that when I'm trying to be him. So that would be my experience with him. And with John, it's just try to be natural. Just, just try not to sound like you're reading. Try not to be, you know, mm-hmm. so. Which can be challenging, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, especially if they're like really long lines. You're like, I want to get this out in one full go, but you trip up on yourself. And yeah, I'm that's sorry. just the way I, it goes. I have to apologize to you guys when I do that to you. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to give you like half a page. Well, we'll we can get used to be it. a little bit better actors and, uh, you know, maybe rehearse. But right. so it's I, We'll do a table. I think one, time. I think one thing like being a novice um, voice actor coming into it is really having to kind of take the time to actually live within the pauses because uh when you're reading something you know your your instinct is to kind of just read through it but you have to understand you have to kind of bridge the gap between character yeah you have to bridge Mm -hmm. the gap between okay this is how i would read this but is this how i would speak this to another person no when we speak we have a lot of hymns and haws a lot of pauses a lot of being comfortable with the pauses is actually what makes your voice acting sound stronger Mm -hmm. and it's and it takes a bit to learn that you know Mm -hmm. to be comfortable in the pauses and then to move on yeah uh i would say this one's for joshua johnson aka john oh no does pineapple belong on pizza oh this is from serpent this has been a really triggering moment for us (laughs) you might might get us canceled let's be careful hey i'm just gonna uh i'm just gonna let you know uh John, Sir Pants a lot. Sir Pants a lot. You 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 created a little bit of a a little bit of a rift Wait, going on here. Like we're, we're we've been debating this for about two days now since you asked that question. Some people got mad at me. Uh, you know, especially even characters, even our fellow uh, voice actors. They kind of felt that I was just not uh, credible enough to say this. But I just don't <laughs> think you should put fruit on my pizza. Uh, you know, I like my cheese. I like my veggies. I like pretty much any kind of thing. Other than pineapple, don't put it there. <laughs> Doesn't belong on my pizza. And so, again, you will eat a shish kebab. 
With pineapple on there. Pineapple with some barbecue kind of does taste a little good, you know, right. but when right. it comes to pizza, I'm not looking for fruit. I'm not a Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> he does not speak for the entire cast, just throwing that out there. I think that uh, pineapple belongs on pizza. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, and think, I totally agree with that one. It okay. just depends on how it's cooked. I think pineapple it belongs on pizza, so I can give it to my child and then eat the pizza. <laughs> it's a snack for both of you. I, I think pineapple just belongs on my pizza when I feel like it belongs on my pizza. Sometimes it doesn't belong there, but if it's there, I'm not picky, so I'm going to eat it. Uh, but I think that um, what Josh was saying about bar- some barbecue on pineapple, that made me think about something, whereas, you know, a lot of people think about it as the Hawaiian pineapple, where it's like the Canadian bacon and the pineapple. I'm a little bit, I a little, I lean a little bit more towards like more of a um, barbecue pineapple Smoke. pizza. Mm-hmm. I like yep. that. Oh, um, just backtracking real quick, because I like to do that in conversation. Um, I wanted to point out and give people a sneak preview of me getting into character for Sarah. Sometimes it's me closing my eyes and imagining the situation and having him, having Mikhail read the first couple lines before that. But my favorite way is to, uh, have Mikhail tell me the way that he wants it done, because he tries to do my voice. <laughs> but Randon! Randon! <laughs> Let's hear it though. Let's hear it. Let's let's hear that. Like let's hear how that exchange goes. Like you okay. go ahead. Give give me a line. Okay. Um we'll just go with um let's go with Jamie. We'll do Jamie. Oh crap, this might be some spoiler stuff. Uh oh. <laughs> no, that's spoilers. Can't read that. No, I, I opened Pandora's box accidentally. But here we go. Okay. But it is really helpful for you to be like, all right, here we go. I, I need you to say it this way, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so much better for me. And then I remember so, the line better as well. So here, here, listeners, this is this is how Sarah gets into character with uh, Mudwalker's help. Okay, first right. I'll read the first line before mine. So this is a conversation between Katie and Sarah. So this must be Hope. Hi, I've heard all about you, and oh my, you're just a little cutie, aren't you? And then uh, I need Sarah to come in with that energy, like what? Do you think I was? Did you think I was lying when I said she was super adorable? <laughs> That's exactly how that goes. <laughs> I gotta say it back like that, yeah. but it's really helpful. Yeah, I, and like I said, I remember it better than when I read it. And he'll say it. It's like a song, you know. You remember mm-hmm. the song mm-hmm. and the lyrics. I turn a lot of the script into a song, yeah. so I can remember what I'm gonna say. It helps and him, with like cadence. You yeah, know? you repeating it back, I remember it instantly and can say it. Yep. Um, okay, Sir Pantsalot has one more question. Uh. How do you personally imagine the look of each character? What would you say their prominent traits are? Mm. Well, for me, like I said, it's basically you guys. Like, you're all in that spot. But at the same time, like, if you've ever seen that music video, Radioactive, how they're all in, like, that, like, apocalyptic gear and, like, dirty face and, like, wild hair. Like, that, to me, is kind of, like, how everybody looks. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, right. everybody's watching that music video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole pauses. I'm gonna go to watch that. Uh, and also, um, you know, wait. Can I just begin be our patron so you can watch our videos? And- yeah, right. <laughs> so then you can really see what we look like and how crazy we actually are. Um, for me here, Julie, answering your question, like, your, how do you personally imagine the look of each character? That's that's 
that's kind of a weighty question for us because when we imagine the look of our characters, like we're all sitting together and we're together every single week. We all spend a lot of time together. So honestly, I think how, how we imagine it in our heads is what we see every day. And I understand that the listeners aren't seeing us. So it's kind of hard to answer that question when you're in the presence of these people all the time. I guess the best way to answer that would be that I honestly, I in my, my head, I imagine every character to, to look a lot like the actual actor acting out that character. So when I'm when I'm like in a scene and we're on the wall screaming and 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 you know I'm telling Brandon this isn't working out Brandon what do we do next like I'm imagining I'm actually yelling at Gabe Hodges which is kind of like a Thor you know uh, which he does kind of look like Thor <laughs> and we can kind of get a sneak peek of of Brian as well on the cover art you know the first cover art kind of worked really yeah, it was a really one. good yeah, one it yeah kind of, you can, no. it's still from the side but it kind of gives you a little bit of a like oh that's okay and a massive thank you to Calarion Art. For doing that, he's one of our good friends, and he's the one that's doing most so of our cover So did he have art. a voice? Amazing artist. Yeah, one. Brent was uh, Stephen. Yeah, right. like Brent, a short He's got a thing for he's, Julie. Yeah, but she's absolutely. Not interested in. <laughs> really, really quick on the Clarion art thing. Um, what Mikhail um, Duke what Budwalker was just referencing was uh, Clarion art. He's done a lot of the art for the podcast. If you guys go to Instagram and look up Clarion Art. You'll get all of his stuff. He's an amazing artist. And I, you know, if anybody can help support him, like anybody yeah. wants to give him any support, just look up Clarion Art. And it, um, I'm going to butcher it because I don't have him sitting right in front of me, but I think it's K-L-A-I-R-A-N Art. Clarion Art on Instagram. Check it out. He's really good. Um, One second. His name is Brent Stevens. He's awesome. It was right there. I have it. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Jer- but, but I wanted to go to that next question. Maybe uh, we can mention it in the description of this episode. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll put a link down in the in the description of the episode. But now back to the question. So this one is from Fluidic Oak. How were you inspired to create Raising Hope? Uh, well, the inspiration for me came from being a and and. She hates this. I'm a massive horror fan. I love all sorts of horror movies, and Zombies, for me, was a big one. I don't hate it. I know you don't hate it, but you're always like, seriously, another horror movie? No, too much of anything is not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. It's like, I could totally watch horror movies all day, every day. I was inspired a lot by Resident Evil, Walking Dead, The Last of Us, and honestly like a lot of george a romero's like uh dawn of the living dead and uh dawn of the dead like pretty much every zombie movie out there so i take bits and pieces of everything that's a really creepy one 24 hours 28 uh, days 28 later, 28 28 days later. later. that's super creepy yeah i had a whole idea of like something i wanted to write and then i realized that it was so close to 28 days later that i had to th- throw the entire thing in the trash bin i was like oh i just spent a whole day writing this out and realized that it's real close to that i think i I think that like my whole idea of how the infection spreads and everything was was because we were in the future now. So we have, we've kind of got more knowledge on how like that could work. So I think that I could have written it not to be facetious or stupid, but like, I I think, I think I could have made it more realistic just in our time now. But the fact is they already did it. (laughs) So I'm not going to do it again. Well, that's (laughs) kind of where I referenced 28 days later in the very beginning episodes. Like when I first went into the gas station, it was like, Ooh, like it's all creepy. It's not a bunch of people around. It's like, it reminds me of that one movie 28 days later. Right. It's all like just dead. 
Well, and if I can interject for just a second here, um, I don't want to take over too much or anything. Uh, and again, uh, I, I like to always say, oh, I'm not speaking for everybody. And then, you know, when somebody says like, uh, this is going to offend you, but I don't mean it that way. They probably do mean it that way. So when I say I'm not interjecting for everybody, I'm, I, I actually am interjecting for everybody. <laughs> but uh, uh, just like to go into a little bit of the beginning of Raising Hope. Of course, I'm not on the inside. You know, that's his project. That's that's Mikhail Pollock's project. But I know that he did spend a long, long time working on another project that hopefully you guys will hear of. And I'm not going to say it. I'm going to let him do that if he wants to. Um, he spent a lot of time working on that. And then he spent a little bit less time working on Raising Hope. But he kind of just jumped into it because it was a passion project. And when he jumped into it, he created, he created the trailer before he had written really any of the script. So he created the actual trailer for it before he even had anything written. And then he played that trailer for us one night. We were in our yard at a campfire and he played the trailer. And my first thought was, do it. That's, you got to make that a series. Perfect. We need to hear the rest. Yes, that's that's beautiful. Like, write the first episode. Get on it. Okay, you can hear the mascots in the background, <clears throat> a.k.a. The, our dogs. All the dogs barking. Uh, but that's that's a blessing because they're, they're good good mascots. Um, we have another really good uh, question by Matthew Keaton. How long is the editing per episode? And I feel like the last one was actually like a lot of editing. Uh, the finale episode literally took me probably around 24 hours total. Yeah. And I was literally locked away in the office for like three days just editing. And at that, I, was, I spent like, I think the first day I spent 11 hours straight on it and then the next day i spent a little less time i think i spent like eight hours and then after that i just had to push and really get it done and yeah i want to say about 24 hours for the finale and mm -hmm. then all the other episodes uh depending on the, the show the episode length like the very first episodes no time at all because i didn't really know <laughs> what i was doing well, it was like 15 so, minute episode yeah oh, 20 minutes. They, they were very short but as we grew and started to add more actors and having to have them record their lines individually going through and finding the certain uh lines that i wanted to take and clip that took a lot, especially now that we have such a wide cast. Especially right. since we're learning and we weren't the best in this get go. <laughs> that's what, that's what like, I, each one might get a little shorter of the editing. That's but, that's uh, what I was just going to say. Like, like if, if your voice actors didn't bumble around as much, it, it's probably shorten the editing. Well, and that's where I, I really appreciate you guys because at that, like, it really shows the progression of us as a family doing this together. Like, you can see it in episode one and two. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm not an audio editor or anything like that. But then as we started to grow, I started to learn more and everybody started taking charge and actually getting into it. So everybody had that growth period where it's like now in the finales, like the, the last couple episodes, you can really see how far we've come. And that's really awesome. And at that, I think most of the episodes now is probably 15 hours is what it takes for for doing like the in-between episodes like which is pretty good yeah you know yeah honestly if you hear a lot of other podcasters and they're editing it takes a long time to edit anything. well and you know that's what you know a listener would just be like oh it's just a small episode this could you know it's like you gotta pump these out yeah well you gotta realize you know i gotta search for vehicle sounds i gotta search for the mm -hmm. right kind of music for the right kind of thing i gotta clip together uh you know what 15 different actors voices <laughs> yeah. together i gotta find the right one where they didn't mess up i gotta you know so there's a 
big learning curve and a lot more goes into it than just somebody watching uh, something would think there is. So yeah. And I'm yeah. doing all this like alone too. Like yeah. I don't have another editor to help me out. Like this is all done by me and I lose my mind sometimes mm-hmm. because sometimes I will lose all the work that I just did. Like, jer- yeah, uh, that's happened a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Jenny can attest to that where I just come into the room and I'm like pulling out my hair and she's like, what? And I'm just like, everything that I just did for the last eight hours is gone. I'm like, oh, and she's like, are you going to take a break? I'm like, yeah. No, then you not- start over <laughs> the next day. <laughs> what do you do? So fluid, fluid dick, fluid dick, fluid dick oak. He's going to hate you. Uh, this is a really good one. Okay, ignore this as if it's already been on an episode. I forget easily. Hey, me too. Um, any possible spin-off on how the infection started? I would love that. Um, kind of a virus prequel? Question mark. Okay, so for that one, yes, there will be, but it's going to be a miniseries that will be a Patreon-exclusive miniseries that follows the beginning stories of how everybody started so in the beginning the first two episodes will follow brian and what happened to brian and then after that there will be two episodes about journey and what she had to go through and where she where she came from and then how her and brian meet and then after that we'll have john sarah brandon and julie and their uh, rest in peace amy who was their friend that died mm-hmm. during the initial mm-hmm. outbreak. They'll, we'll have the story of how they all met. And then at that, hopefully there will be a spot where at the very end, you guys will be introduced to the Sandpoint Settlement. Right, so like I- building like building of the Sandpoint Settlement. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it'll be a six-episode mini-series for the patron exclusive. No, that would, be, that would be really great. And I think there are going to be a lot of spinoffs for this series. But like it could go back to like none of us and having just a lab with like all the people going, this right. is happening, and it's none of us. It's just you know, it's a it's a spin off mm-hmm. of these people trying to control this virus, right, and right. then they oh, don't yes. control it because we're just because right now we're just the victims. Yep. We're just the victims of the virus. Yep. Like we and don't so, know what's actually happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody nobody has any idea like what's going on. Like, yeah, it'd be too know. easy for a lot of things like find out why you're immune or things like that yeah. if we knew, you know. So it's nice that we don't because it makes it harder to survive yeah hopefully closure will come yeah Yeah. closure will always come fluidic oak i think that's just a really good question because that's one i'm always asking when i when i listen to a series or watch a movie i'm like i want to know where everything came from i want to know where this started and we have and it's good that we're doing it something that's going to be a mini series because i hate when they just kind of like don't explain it that well and it's Mm kind of like you kind of ruined the whole series because you didn't take time to really make sense of why this is spreading. So right. Just, yeah. Oh, zombie, it's all there. And then you just you know? decide to end it without ever going yeah. back and explaining. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. kind of leaves the listener just hanging. Drives me crazy. But hopefully we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have one from Sunny. Uh, will Journey and Brian get together? Spoiler, we'll always play Probably. that. It's got to be a player. I mean, we're going to play that. For we're going to play that for a long time, yeah. They're going to be, like, real close. Somebody's going to walk in. They're almost ready to kiss. Somebody's going to walk in. You know how that works. And then like, right is style. they're about to yeah. really... That's going to happen. Dead. Nothing. <laughs> get hit or by just, a bus. I don't know. I was just going to say, or shit just literally hits the fan. So Sunny, Sunny, that's where Journey dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kiss of death. <laughs> um, that's it for the questions I, I, I have I here. Do we yeah. have more? 
No, that was uh, it. Huh? We answered all the questions. Uh, wow, that was everything from Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. That's awesome. Well, thank you, thank you um, so much. Yeah. Matthew Keaton, Sir Pants a Lot, Sunny, Fluidic, Fluidic Oak. Oak. Again, again, flu- again, Fluidic. <laughs> you guys are rock stars. Fluidic, just right in. Um, and also, thank you to Fire Three One One. Uh, yeah. He's also the dude who produced that opening scene soundtrack for the finale episode. Oh, kudos oh, wow. to you, man. Yeah, I, I haven't met you personally, Julie, here, but that sounded awesome. It, he does yeah. a really good job, and honestly, I'm looking forward to hearing more of his yeah, stuff. Yeah, thanks to all the other people, too, that have come in and been actors for us. So. Yeah, like uh, a- Aethor. Aethor and yeah, Ham and Aethor. Ham and Aethor, Ham and Aethor. They I'm were like a, awesome. I'm an insane fan of him. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, just for the listeners, this is where it, like, it kind of like... Gets a little bit weird because it's you know, you hear all of us talking to each other. So like Hem and Athor, I really admire them for their their own podcast feats that they've done that I've listened to a lot of, and I think they're amazing. Um, a little part of me is like over here, like oh, I feel like I'm with them because yeah, I had a lot of scenes with them. But just so you guys know, like I never actually, I've never actually talked to them. Uh, but that's just kind of how the podcasting thing works. It's they send their lines in, then we record our lines. So. Uh, I really look up to the way that they voice act, especially, um, no offense, Aethor, Hem, no, I'm sorry, fuck, yeah, no, Hem is the female, Aethor is the male, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Hem, you just, like, you're an inspiration for me, and hopefully I can get to be just close to that good. <laughs> She's just natural. Yeah, she oh, is. Yeah. Um, so, Fluidic Oak, if we do make prequels, you better get right behind Matthew Keaton, because he's the Patreon, right? Yep, he's, he's the very first in. patron. Just He's saying. our little dirt kicker. There will, be, <laughs> there will be extras that will just be exclusively for the people who support the podcast. Yeah. Right. Hopefully we can have a sit down right here with you, Matthew, one day. Who knows? That, that would be yeah. cool. I would love to start like having some extra guests that are listeners who yeah. are yep. coming in and able to join us in these live yeah. sessions. And then I can talk to Fluidic in person and we can clear this up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> All right, and so after all those questions, we're right now we're going into uh, what future processes that we're going to be doing as the company and family. Uh, right now, we're actually working on additional stories. Uh, Andrea Carnegie, who voices Sarah, has one that we are honestly. I'm I'm still waiting for the rest of the script. Come on, come on, <laughs> we're come on. we're all we're all like yeah. sitting in anticipation. We're very excited. We've read the first bit that she wrote, yeah, and it was it's great. So good. Yeah, it's going to come out in a few months. I'm really nervous, but. Mostly excited. <laughs> I, I think we talked about trying to do a spooky uh, Halloween October yeah. release for yeah. that show. So hopefully we can yeah. get that in the That's works. That's where the soon. idea originated because yep. Mikhail Brian asked me to do a, a scary um, Halloween special for last year. <laughs> it's taken me <laughs> until now. To get them in, so. Well, you, you had it ready, and then I told you, I'm like, this is too good. Like, oh, yeah. It's not a one and done. Like, we need we need some more episodes. Like, it is really, really, really good. <laughs> and, and, then, and it'll be under Mudwalker Productions. Well, let's right? undersell it. That way, if they don't like it, they can be like, you know. So, yeah. it's it's not that good. Don't expect much. Right. And I, and I, and I <laughs> think it's... be ready. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say that any releases that you're going to hear coming through this family, you're going to be able to find them if and when they do actually come to fruition. You're going to find them all in Mudwalker Productions. And, yep. And uh, I don't want, you know, so a lot of people when they're like, we announced that they're going to do a, a show, it puts a lot of pressure on them and they're like, oh, I don't want to do too much pressure. But I encourage you fans to please put more pressure on them. So <laughs> uh, Sam has one as well. 
yeah and it's good i'm i've been pushing her a lot too i'm like did you write today (laughs) yeah it's it's weird because um i had this idea for what is hopefully listeners like like joshua john said like put all the pressure you want down because that helps all of us that pushes us to be better we like we take criticism very well um I initially was going to write it as a book and then, you know, Mikhail, uh, Duke Mudwalker got into this whole product, this whole podcast production thing. And that really made me reevaluate, uh, well, could I, instead of writing this as a book, could I instead like write it as a podcast? So that's what I'm working on right now. Um, I can't make any promises that you guys are going to like it. But I am going to write it, and hopefully it will come out, um, hopefully no later than the end of this year. We can maybe get one season out. We'll mm-hmm. see. I'm well, not going to make any promises, though. And that's what would be really cool, is, like, we could just use all the same voice actors. Yes. And so when we do a, the script reading for Raising Hope, we can just do the script reading for the yeah. new podcast, mm-hmm. and then we have them, you know? And it gives us some more experience, too, to become better actors. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and right. I, I Maybe have, one day I'll get better. <laughs> I, I, I do have another show that I'm currently producing right now that we're three episodes into production. It sounds really good, guys, just and so you know. And at that, this one is half script, half half half, half improv. So mm-hmm. this one's more of like a that. fun like show up and get in the booth, and we're going to riff off of each other and just have a really good time. And uh, hopefully that one will be released here, I want to say, in about a month and a half. Right. So what might that be called? uh, This dark space of mine. It's a sci-fi comedy drama. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to have a lot of comedy. (laughs) And and what uh, what Mikhail, a.k.a. Duke Mudwalker, says about um, improvised... Uh, it, it is going to be a little bit more improvised. I would say that some of Raising Hope was improvised, but it was more improvised in the fact that, uh, Julie couldn't pronounce things. <laughs> so she had to change them. For some reason, um, what was it? Figured? I don't know. I can't say figured for some reason. Oh, figured. Not to, not to No, go ahead, interrupt. John. It was the same thing. Like, you'd think little things that could be so easy to pronounce would just, like, stump you when you're in there. You're not thinking. And, like, I said, semi truck. <laughs> it's not a semi truck it's a semi truck so but I, I honestly thought it was funny for like for how long of lines you guys had at certain points like you nailed them and then it, you get to like a, a four word line couldn't and do you it. just couldn't do couldn't it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. It's so farther, yeah. farther, further, farther. Yeah. Where whatever dialect you're from and how you say it, whether it's further or farther, Julie cannot say that word. No, don't ask me to say that word. She doesn't know how to. <laughs> or when you're supposed to be in distress, but you're you sound excited about somebody's, you know, possible. <laughs> oh my death god, you're dying. <laughs> how dare you? But yeah, and then as far as uh release dates for season two, uh right now. Uh, my whole hope is to be able to get it released by towards the end of July. And at that, I want to start recording as soon as possible. Uh, we do have somebody that might, he, he, no, he will be leaving us for, what is it like? June. 30 uh, days, 28 days, 39, yeah, something like that. Well, we're not going to, we're not, we're, 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 we are, we are, um, What's the word? 
we are manifesting that to happen. Yes. That yeah. may not, like, it may not be till June of next year that that yeah, actually that does happen, but so. we will make sure to give you guys an update if John does, for some mysterious reason, disappear. You might find him on TV. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let you know if that happens. But at that, I'll get his lines recorded before yeah. any of that, because yeah. I'll have the script far enough along that I can be like, all right, no, dude, we're going to sit down. We're going to do 12 episodes. Well, go ahead and so... disappear for 39 maybe days. <laughs> so... Mikhail has got, I think, three episodes now written of season yep. two, which is like a huge leap forward. Mm-hmm. So three episodes, you know, by next weekend, he'd have four episodes written, and then we just get the voice actors and we get those episodes out so quick. Mm-hmm. So when the release date comes, we'll be... Sitting pretty. Re- yeah. <laughs> we won't be stressing because somebody gets sick. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be able to keep our initial, uh, what do you call that, uh... Promise? Dedicate dedication? Dedication. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean shit happens. Life gets in the way sometimes, you know? Like I said, it's like I got sick at like the the last episode. And so yeah. I was like, I mean, oh t- guess what? I don't totally have a voice. Well, you know what? You got shot in the chest, so yeah, your voice is a little raspy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, it well, totally and, and Julie here did actually push that back a little bit. That was kind of my fault too, because I went on a trip and I came back sick. And so we had to push out recording my lines two or three days, and I know that that p- kinda put a hindrance on the entire podcast in a whole. So the thing is, is we're all fickle podcast listeners, but when you're actually creating it yourself, you're like, I just need more time. I, I just need more time. <laughs> but you want it to be quality, so you don't want to step in there and you're feeling like yeah, shit or exactly. sound like shit. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully this time we can actually adhere to our promise of a bi-weekly zombie podcast audio drama, which would be nice. And then... uh on, on another topic, uh, we are working on doing an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign, which will help us with production costs, getting some actual uh, better quality mics like the Rode podcast mics that we use to record our characters because we want to start doing scene recordings instead of individual. And what's the link to that? Uh, I don't have a link to that yet. It, oh, like I said, coming soon. Yeah, it's coming yeah, soon. And announced. in one of the next bonus episodes that we'll be doing here in the next like week or two, we'll have a little bit more information on that because my uh what do you call it um quality control manager who is hem cleveland is <laughs> going to be looking over everything that i'm putting on the indiegogo just to make mm-hmm. sure that it oh, looks perfect. good because she has experience doing yeah. that and she's like she's yeah, right and, and some, she gave me a list yeah and, and just so the just so the listeners know that um he doesn't have a link right at this moment but Boy, would that be appreciated if anybody could just donate even the slight, just a cup of coffee amount, whatever, because we're, we're really doing this off our coattails and it's, it's being self-funded through the family. None of us are making any money off of this right now. We're just, this is a passion project and we're doing it because A, we love, uh, hearing that other people like to hear it. That's, that helps our egos a lot. helps (laughs) us a lot. Um, but, but we're not doing this for monetary gain. We're doing this because it is a passion project and we really appreciate everybody that helps us with that. And I know that we already did a shout out for him and Athor, but I just want to kind of say that again, because that's huge that she's actually not just Mm -hmm. helping with the podcast, giving their voice as well, but they're also giving you insight that you wouldn't have to do something. So helpful. And at that, like a lot of the crowdfunding and stuff is to pay those kind of people for their time Mm -hmm. because of what they do. It's so beneficial for us and it's, it's helpful. And at that, I want to help them as much as possible. And like other people have... Real quick, 
Let's all congratulate Hem and A. Thor for getting married. Congratulations! Congratulations. Good job, guys. Yeah, we love you guys. Live long and prosper. Yes. Yes. To add on to the one question you were asked on, you know, how do you create a drama like this? Having connections like that. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. big one. Well, so. yeah. And wait, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you no, off and I'm going to let you go right off of that. Um, what I wanted to say that kind of goes with that is, uh, you know, some people ask about that, like, how do you start a podcast? How do you do this? Well, what I honestly would say, and, and I'm maybe don't have all the credentials to say that because we're all novices here, but, uh, the water's warm. Just step in, just step in and you'll find that you'll find family because the podcasters, they are, they are a community. They're a family and, and they will step up and help you. So don't be afraid. Just you can dip also your toe re- in. reach out to any one of us. We'll, yeah, we'd we'll love help to help you. out. Lend a voice, or <laughs> yeah, we're all family so here. Confidence with the boost. with the crowdfunding, it does help to keep voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> other than family, when you're reaching out to other people that actually you need more voice actors, you have to pay them. You know? Yeah, it's not something yeah. you can just be like, And then oh, not come. only that, the crowdfunding will also help us to get some merchandise out, like some some t-shirts with the logos on it, yeah. some stickers of the artwork. Because we'll be giving those away to people who become patrons. Yeah. yeah, you know, not saying that if you ask us for a voice, we're going to be like, well, that'll be a thousand dollars. And Michael Keaton, you're definitely owed a shirt. Matthew, Matthew. Matthew. I mean Matthew. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry. Matthew. I don't know we'll send why everybody one to Michael, Michael too. Michael, yeah. We'll send one to him too, just for shits and giggles. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know why everybody wants to call Michael Keaton. Who <laughs> <I> knows? <laughs> Badass last name, though. All right, and then I think the last thing is, yeah, if you guys want to join our Patreon, I mean, we're going to have a bunch of stuff that we're going to be putting up on there soon, and uh, we don't have much in the way to offer for merchandise right now, but coming soon. And we're going to have videos where you mm-hmm. get to meet the cast and see what we all look like. You'll get to see the recording process. Right. And, yeah. and you're never going to be forgotten. Like, we know we know who you are. Our first patrons. <laughs> we know who you are and you are going to be on the top of the list. Oh, yeah. That You'll never you, threatening, but it was from love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're growing you might, with us. You, you, won't, might be, end up you getting, won't be forgotten. You might yeah. end up getting some badass shit, too. You oh, know? Yeah. 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 And then at that... Our last count that we have right now for our downloads, we're at 42,000 and it keeps growing and people love it. So Thank you. Thank you all so thank much. You guys That's so, so exciting. Much. Thank you. And yeah. <laughs> this is us. And I think that's it for the night. Thanks love for you guys. tuning in. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.